again, everybody. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode number 389, and I'm your host, Michael Citro. I'm the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, an independent website that covers Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city beautiful. And joining me from Tallahassee, Florida, is my co-host, David Rowe. Dave, it's game week. How you doing? Uh, well, you just said it. It's finally game week, and that is just exciting. Um, holiday schmolidays. We got a match this weekend. It's been 84 years. It feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> wow, it's been a long layoff. Um, I don't even feel like it's soccer season anymore. Yeah, yeah, but it's also almost not like college football season because that's coming to a close also. I know it's weird to have the MLS season bleeding into the college football postseason. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. I like it. Well, this is our one show this week. We, uh, we mentioned last week we would do one this week and this is it as Orlando city will take on the Columbus crew at home at five 30 for some reason, Saturday afternoon at Exploria stadium. So I hope to see everybody there. Dave, the wall has sold out, uh, which is good. I always feel like it's weird when a team announces that part of a stadium is sold out because then it kind of you're bound to just confuse somebody into thinking that the game's a sellout. Yeah, I I agree with you. Although I think there was only in that post, I think they said there was only 200 uh, lower level, you know, left. So, you know, who knows? But but you're right. Um, if you're listening to this and you're, you're like, oh no, they sold out. No, maybe not. Go try. Yeah. Trying is good. Many it people good. should be trying that are not. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, um, 200 lower bowl. I mean, lower bowl. Those are good seats. Go get them. Yeah. What are you waiting for? I mean, I'm going to be working past the start time of the match, which stinks for me, but you dear listener probably aren't. Yeah. So uh fill that puppy up. Fill the purple palace to the rim with uh with vocal cheering supporters. That's what we're here to say. Of course, we will have our key matchups and score predictions for the Columbus crew a little later in the program, Dave. And of course, we've got to get to our mailbag box. Those are things we're gonna to get to. Uh Dave, I thought uh first we might just chat for a minute about the u.s men's national team and then we'll we'll dive into our conversation with our special guests so uh the u.s came out against trinidad and tobago they they did their thing and bunkered and it took the u.s a while but finally the u.s able to put a goal in the net late in the game and then two more quick ones to get a, a big three nil aggregate lead against TNT. And that was, that was good. From that point on, it felt like pretty much done and dusted. And I think I've even said that, Oh, all they need to do really now is go down and get a goal in Trinidad. And this is pretty much done. Uh, Of course, things got a little more interesting than they needed to be. Uh, Although it was a really nice goal uh, by Anthony Robinson off of an assist from Serginho Dest. Uh, That was the good from Serginho Dest. It was not all good from him as uh, with that one nil lead. Dest lost his freaking mind in this game. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get a call, which, oh my God, you're on the road in CONCACAF and didn't get a call. That never happens. Right. And then he 
picks up the ball and boots it away. That's a sure yellow card. And then he continues to give grief to the ref till he gets a second yellow card, just like 30 seconds apart. And he's gone for the game and it puts his team in a bad spot. Now his team's got to, you know, got to hold on to the lead without him. Uh, they give up a goal right before the half to make it one, one uh, unfortunate for uh, unfortunate night for Matt Turner as Matt Turner probably makes that save. Most times he slipped on the crap field in yep. Trinidad as the, as the shot was coming and he couldn't, uh, couldn't get any leverage and, uh, and get onto that shot. It was a good shot too. He may not have stopped it anyway, but I think he would have had a, a pretty good chance. And then in the second half, uh, a rare howler, from Matt Turner as a shot from distance on a free kick. Yeah, it had some pace. It had a lot of movement, but he was in front of it, got his fists to it and still didn't keep it out. And uh, that's not very Matt Turner. Like, so uh, things got a little unnecessary, uh, unnecessarily um, tight as uh, that aggregate started to close. Uh, But ultimately the U S able to see out, a 2-1 loss in Trinidad, which is not a, a favorite score line uh, in, in that particular place. And um, they get to move on and they advance and Trinidad's out. So uh, they are in uh, also in Copa America. So uh, good news for the U.S., uh, although definitely not the way they wanted to do it. No, uh, so disappointing match result um good overall result i i remember a lot of people going you know well hopefully we won't need all three of those goals well it turns out that we needed at least two of them um you know it, it just uh it, it was Serginho knows better that's the disappointing thing mm. he's supposed to be one of the leaders on that team he is supposed to know better you, you you play in freaking Europe. Are you so spoiled in Europe that um, that you can't take CONCACAF anymore? Because if that's the case, my man, uh, that's not good. Because guess what? The U.S. plays in CONCACAF. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... Look, fouls get missed or not called all the time. It wasn't even, like, especially egregious. I thought there were a lot worse ones in this. There was a... There was a, a pretty blatant foul on Cameron Carter Vickers that didn't get called. And and like with the continuation of play, the U.S. ended up having to take a yellow card. Uh, I forget who it might, might have been Luca Della Torre. I'm not sure. But that one was a much worse one. I mean, this wasn't even that big a deal. I mean, I, I don't know what his deal was. He, he did come out and apologize. And I know he apologized to his teammates and everything. Apologized publicly, which is good. But that's two red cards in a calendar year for the first time in the modern history of the United States men's national team. Dude, you got to get it together. Hit hit some anger management classes. Yeah. Not a good look, not a good look. And, um, uh, the worst part is, you know, now guys are going to, you know, other players are going to be digging at him, trying to get him to trying to get him to, to snap. Yeah, absolutely. But the U.S. is through to the next round, and that's always a good thing. And, uh, you know, again, not the way you wanted it to happen. I I thought it was weird that Greg Berhalter left two strikers on the field. I know he had planned to take Gio Reyna out anyway because of the big aggregate lead and everything. He was probably going to come out at halftime, but I think I would have gone a little bit different way. And I I thought Flo Balligan had a, a pretty poor window overall. I didn't think he played very well at all, especially in Trinidad. Uh, Malik. Tillman played really bad in the first of those two games. 
it, it was not good. This team without Christian Pulisic, it looks a lot different. Yeah, and then you, you pile on top of that, no Weston McKenney, and it's just, that's that's rough. Yeah, because Weston was good in the first game, and then he had to withdraw mm-hmm. uh, from the second game. And, of course, they didn't have Tim Weah, and I think I think we all saw what this team misses when Tim Weah is not in there. Oh, absolutely. He, uh, you know, Christian obviously brings a bunch. Uh, Weston brings, you know, a different thing, but a bunch of that. But Weah is the backbone. Indeed. All right. Well, the good news is they're they're through to the next round and they're in Copa. So everything uh, everything worked out the way it needed to work out, even though you don't like to lose games to teams that are ranked that far below you. But um, it does happen. The CONCACAFing is strong with this group. And uh, this is the way it goes. Sunshine and rainbows, baby. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, Dave. Well, I think it's time for us to get to our guest. And uh, why don't we do that right after this? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, joining us here on the Mainland Podcast, very happy to have with us, Ricardo Moreira is back. Ricardo, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, better late than never. Uh, <laughs> and thanks again for, for, for having me and, and for understanding the, the busy day that I'm having. So I, I left you guys waiting a little bit. I'm, I'm putting this on record that I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That's no, you know, you could have got away with it. None of our listeners would have known that you kept us waiting. <laughs> uh, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> but we do, we appreciate your honesty. And, and in that vein, I'm going to, I'm going to dive right in. I'm going to ask this question just to get it out of the way. Um, we heard about the DC United, uh, you becoming a finalist for that job. Obviously, uh, they announced that they're they're hiring someone. So, what I guess what most Orlando City fans are interested in knowing from your perspective is, do you expect for you, Oscar and Luis Muzi, to all be back with Orlando City next season? Listen, there is uh, there is obviously things that are confidential uh, uh, there, but uh, I, I can say that we're really happy in Orlando. We have a very good and supportive ownership group that it's really makes a difference for us in in our decision to 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 stay or leave so you guys can interpret that as as a positive thing right they are they're really good to work with and me louise and oscar work really well together obviously there was the dc thing that became public uh, uh although i didn't want it to become public but uh you know how how the soccer world or the football world is uh, yeah, as I interviewed there was a very good process, and and I believe um, I made the right decision in 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 communicating that my my goal is to stay. There are other obviously other things also in the air. Uh, we've been doing good, so probably not not probably, but the, there are other conversations in the air as well. But I can say I can speak for myself that I'm really happy in Orlando. I love I love the city. I love the fans. Um, uh, we have a very good connection here. The ownership group is really good. The players are really good. The the, the staff and, my, and I'm a guy. To be honest, I'm about I'm, I'm about the people. I'm about the people, and I'm about good projects rather than 
then title or whatever uh, may may people may think that is important for me. So just uh, uh, I'm about being happy and knowing that I have the support to succeed not only me but the people around me. So uh, by saying that and saying that the ownership group is really good and really supportive here, I can tell that I'm that I'm really happy where I am and looking forward to 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 see what comes next. But before that. Uh, um, we're gonna we're, we're focusing on Columbus. Hopefully, uh, Philly to play at home. Uh, not that I want to pick uh, uh, um, opponents, but it, it, it's a home game, and we we deserve that. The fans deserve that, and hopefully, we have a a very good final against LAFC. But it's just a hope. Right? We we need to beat Columbus. We're focused on that, and we've all agreed to to have discussions on our contracts and etc. After the season, so we're taking it uh, very very. Uh, very serious, but very uh, respectful of uh, everybody's time. So we're uh, everybody's in a good spot. I can say that. All right. Well, we appreciate that. And we appreciate all the good things that you said right there. It's amazing that you've already got the final opponent picked out, too. And uh, <laughs> that, that would be an interesting final for sure. Yeah, we just want, yeah. yeah. Um, we, and we know you're going to get your shot. You're just you've you're on that trajectory you're going to get your shot we do have a question uh from one of our founders uh, we allow our our founding members who helped us go independent when sb nation uh kicked us to the curb uh we let them uh, ask some questions and samuel atkinson had the same question uh that i had uh, so I'll, I'll i'll skip that one but he also wants to know besides talent what are two or three things that you look for in a player I think not only uh, I think even before talent we're talking about uh, character and, and and mentality right uh, the 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 lines are very thin in the world of soccer right now uh, there's talent everywhere there's a lot of talent in South America and Europe and in the US Central America uh, college and everybody and we have 28 teams 29 teams everybody's looking at the same players everybody's looking at the same at the same places right so there's no thing such as uh, we found a guy there in like the second division of wherever that nobody knows about. Uh, there's still a couple of that uh, situation that this can happen, but everybody's looking at the same player. So w- when you when you're in a situation like this, uh, there are other stuff, other things that play a really important role in making you decide if this player suits uh, what we're looking for or not. And for me, mentality, character is the first thing. Um, we 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 have a we have a team that plays a lot of heart. We have a team that um, uh, is very collective, uh, collaborative. Uh, teamwork is, is is fantastic. We have a really good locker room. We've been having a very good locker room for the past five years with no issues, no confusions, nothing. Uh, you, you guys, in, in, you guys are witnesses of that. So for us, bringing a player that can fit this environment is the most important thing because we know that we have talented people to analyze the players like myself, our scout, our analytics team, the coaches. Uh, uh, we know that we can do a good job there, but finding the right character and the right mentality is the is the is, is the challenge. And look, we 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 go to Iceland to scout players. We go everywhere to scout players. And when you bring a guy like Doug or despite Dagger's uh immense talent, you can see that he's a he's a fighter, that he's connected with the group, that his mentality is right there, that he wants to win. He's part of this group already since they won uh trying to speak spanish and making fun and joke with the guy so that's the kind of thing that we want again uh being the leader, the leader of this group and as i said i'm a guy uh, i'm a person that cares about the people and about the environment this is this is pretty much uh, uh a, a top thing in our list well uh, i like being right and so i want to thank you for you know admitting <laughs> that uh 
that basically you guys are waiting until the until you know winning MLS Cup. Let's just put that out there before any of the negotiations take place. And I, that was actually what I predicted. Um, so, so thank you for verifying that. that. That makes me feel really good. No, I listen. No, no, I listen. Not to interrupt you, but uh, I had a coach uh, growing up that always told me like stuff like, oh, obviously we all we all want to win, and I want to win more than more than anything, and and and, and do another uh, trophy tattoo in my in my body, if I may. <laughs> but uh, I had a coach that used to, used to tell us uh, like, uh, let's be part of the party. Let's go to the dinner. Uh, and that's the final, right? And, and in a final, anything can happen, right? You play, you, you see like the the World Cup final, France against Argentina for a, a millimeter. Uh, France is not the the World the World Cup. They, they didn't win the World Cup, so it's a game of inches uh, soccer. So being part of the party of the dinner of the gala is the most important thing. So the moment we we we, we qualify for that, and hopefully we will uh, the, the the conference final and later the MLS Cup final. I think you'll be a little bit more relieved and, and even more concentrated because it's it's right there, right to touch. So uh, uh, let's let, let's hope we all we all right on that one. I, I absolutely agree, and and I, I wanted to get that out of the way. My my actual question though is, you mentioned the you know the character and the mentality and being able to fit into the the you know the culture uh, that you guys have created at Orlando City, which we we you're right, we have noticed. Um, what is it about this team that they seem to be able to find a way to get a result, no matter the opponent? You know, Nashville is very different than Columbus, and is very different than you know New England. But they seem to be very adaptive. Um, you know, what is your thoughts on on why that is? I think that's not only the players, uh, the, the the mentality of the players and their character and their relentless uh, ability to 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 fight every moment and for every ball. It's they play for the coach, right? I think it's you can see that in a club, right? In in a team, uh, Oscar is the kind of coach that uh, one of his best things is uh, putting the group together, putting the group together uh, uh, on the field and making them. Uh, fight for every ball. It's just the mentality that he brings from his playing uh, career uh, to his coaching career, and I think that's reflected on on, on the players on the field. I think um, people say that uh, I read that in our bad moments this this year, right? Checking uh, uh, things that we should not do, like check social media and, and comments about our team, is that uh, we, we didn't have an identity, we didn't have a, a a way of playing. No, that we have an identity. There there. Are, tons of ways to play soccer there's not only uh keeping the ball and playing the guardiola style a couple a handful of teams do that around the world and are successful so our our way of playing the games yeah we want to have the ball but we want to fight for the ball and we 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 are very adaptable that's uh that's a characteristic that you're sure we have because our players um they can play in different positions they can play in different systems and we train for that so kudos to the coaching staff to making them be this kind of team and and by saying that we, we were facing a a, a a team Saturday that it, it's a tough matchup for us, right? Uh, the way they play, it, it's it's really tough for us. Not going to be an easy game, uh, not at all. Uh, they create a lot of chances. They have a lot of volume uh, offensively, and we're going to require a very good team, a very good day from our uh, from our defensive line and Galez and everybody else and Cesar and Wilder. Uh, the good thing about it is that they're probably thinking the same thing, the same thing across the pond, right? Oh, we're facing, we're facing Orlando. It's going to be a tough matchup. Orlando is this, Orlando is that. They're going to adapt. They're going to, they're going to attack us in our weaknesses. Uh, so it's going to be a, a beautiful matchup. But yeah, we are adaptable, and I think we're going to have to adapt again. 
So Ricardo, does your past affiliation with Columbus, does that give you any insight into to being able to help the coaching staff <laughs> with, with, with figuring out what to do with some of these players? No, the team, the team changed a lot. I think I, I was in Columbus for 2015 to late 18. Uh, and if you remember well, like a lot, lot, lot of the people that was that were with me in Columbus, they moved to Austin because Orlando, uh, Columbus was going to be Austin, right? The franchise mm-hmm. would, would move to Austin. They, in the end of the day, they kept Columbus, but most of the people followed that ownership group uh, to Austin. I have a, I have a couple friends there. I have a couple good friends uh, still there. Obviously, they don't give any any inside information to me, and, <laughs> and they changed a lot of the players after they won the 2020 MLS Cup. Uh, most of that team I was part of the of the of building that team despite uh, Zelarian. Uh, we, we didn't have this budget uh, back then in my time uh, <laughs> uh, to get a guy like Zelarian and, and 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 but lots of players left after the 2020. So I have a, a the, the only connection that I have there is for the good times that I had in Columbus, but. It's in the past. It's in the past. Uh, you mentioned uh, the players. Yeah, sorry, but if we score against Columbus, I'm, I am going to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned that you know the the, the players playing for Oscar, and uh, you know something I've noticed um, early in the season, um, there were a lot of people um, on Twitter and social media calling for you know Oscar out and. Um, they got really quiet later on, obviously. Um, and we've, we've called them out on this show, but what I want to focus on is Oscar it, it, from our perspective, it looked like Oscar has a very good ability to make adjustments throughout the match. So like a lot of coaches will make an adjust at halftime or something like that. It seems like Oscar does it after maybe 15, 20 minutes right before the half. And then, you know, partway through the second half to, you know, get those results that we talked about earlier. Um, is, is that what is happening? What are you seeing? It's a, it's something actually that they, they prepare prior to the game. So they stood, they, they prepare so much for the games. I've been, uh, I work with other uh, technical staff, but what I can say is that they are hard, hard, hard workers. So if you guys saw, I remember, I posted a picture of Oscar on the plane like a couple years ago, like we because we, we charted right. So after a game, we're on the plane, everybody's sleeping, the lights are out, and Oscar is there with his computer and studying the next opponent already. Uh, so he's got a good uh, coaching staff that helps him with this uh, video analysis people uh, in the club that helped help him with, with helps him with that. But actually, everything that he changes throughout the game is already uh, there. Are a couple of things that are, are instinct, right? That he's seeing there, and he needs to adapt. But most of them are, are are prepared already. So if they do this, that's what we're gonna do. If they put this guy here, if this guy's playing number ten, but he suddenly he becomes like a double pivot or a number eight, whatever. That's what Cesar and Wilder are gonna do. That's what Maurice is gonna do. Blah blah blah. So they're very much they prepare a lot for the games, and and and, and that's a very good quality of them. They 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 analyze really well the opponents. We are very uh, very few times we're caught uh, uh, by surprise by other clubs by other teams because we already prepare for what's coming. Ricardo, uh, obviously, a, a, a technical staff, their job is to put together as deep and as strong as a, of a of a club from top to bottom as they can. But would a lot of fans in MLS judge a GM or an assistant GM, technical director, uh, on is their selections for designated players? Now, you guys have had an interesting year with DPs this year, 
You uh, or Chankara left in midseason. Uh, you brought in Martino Heda before the season, and he ended up really kind of being a super sub rather than a starter. Can you just kind of walk me through the the crazy year of designated players in Orlando City uh, has had this year? Yeah, no, that's a good question actually because uh, I think one of the one of the things that we're we're proud of in the scouting team and and the technical staff is that. We've made uh, a few mistakes only in in the last five years. We we've done we've made mistakes for sure, um, but there were just a few. If you compare to other clubs, it, it it's it, it's absurd the difference of our our signings and the difference of other club signings, including the piece. Uh, Martino Heda. When we bring a player, obviously we we imagine we we imagine a team, we imagine a lineup, we we discuss that, we imagine the starters or the strongest lineup to the strongest lineup to 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 play. But then. Uh, the game gives you different answers, right? And and as we were as we were saying, uh, we have to adapt, right? And they adapted, like Dagor Dan, a very good number eight that played a couple of games as a right back in 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 Iceland and back in Norway and, and a couple of times in the national team, becomes the the starting right back. And, and then Urso is available again in the market, and we bring Urso back because we don't have Dagor more as a sub for for a number eight as a box to box. So. We adapt there. Martino Heda was a project to start it. Uh, I think Oscar found a very good team and a very good uh, uh, lineup with Wilder, uh, giving a little bit more stability for the team and, and, and putting Southern in a position to to step more in the penalty box and attack more and use his 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 engine, his energy. So he adapted and, and Ojeda became a uh, became a uh, became a super sub. Ojeda is the best, I think, top one in the league and, and goes in assists per minute. Um, uh, Faku is obviously uh, uh, really good this past couple of seasons. And Urchin, I think, uh, and I think with Urchin Kyle, what I would say is um, uh, uh, it was a very good deal for the club. Um, and I, I understand that it, for, for most fans, he, he did not pass the eye test, right? But mm. still, he scored 20 goals in 18 months uh, and he was successful for us, I think. And obviously, when you have a when you have a player fighting for 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 the same position coming from the draft, scoring nonstop and and having the the the, the season that uh, Duncan is having, we have to move. Like we have to we have to be smart as a club. And when with the, the opportunity came to 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 move Urchin back to to Europe, and that was something that he was pursuing as well. Uh, he was his wife was pregnant, his family's from Turkey, so everything made sense for him. And we 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 we. We we saw the opportunity, obviously, also uh, of having a new DP next year. So that's something that it's under discussion now. So what we do with the whether this DP spot available if we bring someone in January, if we if we do a strategy to wait till the summer, see what's going to happen. We're still we're still discussing that. All right. Well, we we want Antoine Griezmann. Can we make that happen? Oh, everybody wants Antoine Griezmann. <laughs> having his best season, he's having one of the best seasons of his career. He's just turning thirty three, I think, and he's. Uh, he scored eight goals in 12 games in La Liga. He scored four goals in four games in the Champions League and he scored for the national team. Um, I know the data because I'm crazy, not because I'm following him, okay? Just to make it, <laughs> just to make it clear. <laughs> I'm a cortonero too. Huh? I'm a cortonero too in, 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 in Spain. I love Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Michael's, uh, Michael's pipe dreams aside, um, <laughs> Looking at the uh, obviously you've you've had a, a large hand in in building this roster and bringing these guys in and you know as you said there's you know been very few mistakes which we've we've mentioned on the podcast even when you're not here um, who uh, of the you know the newer guys who's and I'm I'm not going to let you say Duncan who else has been a, a pleasant surprise in their production. Um, you know, this season for you? 
No, I think we we always projected players uh, to become better by while coming here, right? Because we know that our coaches are really good in developing them. So um, uh, you can see the development of Rafa, for example. Rafa is really good. He's got he's got a really good feet, and he's becoming a very a, a much better defender uh, uh, throughout the season. He started a little sloppy the season, and now he's he's a guy that we can that we trust much more uh, in the, as a defensive left back uh, per se. I think Dagger as a right back has been a, a pleasant surprise for me because what the coaches did with him, using his ability to to build in the uh, to build up to help build up and and being like a, a false number eight when we have the ball, he's always in the middle to leave Faku uh, 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 alone in one v ones with the defenders. That's been a that's been a very a very pleasant surprise. I think uh, Rodrigo stepped up right. Uh, we always knew what he was capable of, and I think he just. When Antonio got hurt and Rodrigo stepped in, you know, he was he was fantastic. He's been fantastic for us. And I think uh, to compare to 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 Duncan, I would say Dagger. But if I can, but if I want to be cocky, I'm gonna say that there's no surprise, right? We imagined that everything was gonna happen <laughs> as they as it is happening. But we knew that uh, there were we we're gonna have a couple surprises, and we we need a couple surprises, right, to in order to be successful in 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 soccer. Uh, the next one uh, that I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good for us that is getting in shape and it's been facing a hard time with us due to injuries. Gaston Gonzalez, I think uh, the minute Gaston uh, gets more rhythm, he's gonna be a, a very productive player for us. Yeah, it's unfortunate he got hurt when he did because he was just seemed like he was just starting to turn the corner uh, and and start to play better and and show what you know what you guys saw in him when you when you signed him as a as a U twenty two initiative player. Before we let you go, Ricardo, and we want to be certainly mindful of your time. I know a lot of people are a little concerned about uh, whether or not there's an opportunity to bring Ivan Angulo or Wilder Cartagena or both of them back next year, as their their time here at the end of the season would be would be up under the current uh, contract status. No, again, we have a very good relationship with the clubs that own their rights uh, and the agents uh, uh, as well. That's part of my 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 what to say. That's part of my task, right? Keeping a good relationship with the club, with the agents, and etc. So we're in a good spot with them. Uh, but again, the decisions and the movements in this regard will be done after the season only. Uh, we have a plan already. We know what we're going to do, uh, but everything uh, uh, depends on the other sides as well. Uh, but we, we're going to have enough time uh, to make the decision on, on, on both of those players. They've been they've been obviously really good for us, and 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 I think they I think they have a I think they have a, they will have a bright future. All right, and uh, finally, uh, I'm going to ask you this. I know you're your technical director, assistant GM, but I'm going to ask you to put your coach hat on. How would you stop the Columbus attack? Uh, I'll take the 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 coach head off. I'm not a coach. I'll let that to us <laughs> and the technical staff. Uh, um, uh, I think we have a we have a plan. The man has a plan, and and it's going to be a tough one. Honestly, I think uh, because the way because of the way they play, I think they they will get chances. Uh, they 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 produce a lot. As I said, they have a lot of value up top, and they they're gonna they're gonna have chances and we're gonna have to 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 counter we're gonna have to 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 take our chances as well and then they are gonna have chances to score we're gonna have chances to score so it's a more open game than we we, we saw against Nashville probably and and I think I think I think Oscar knows knows what he's gonna do all right well 
Orlando City Technical Director and Assistant General Manager, Ricardo Moreira. Thank you so much for your time, taking time out of your busy uh, schedule. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hopefully the, the boys you put uh, together or helped, helped Luis put together, hopefully they'll go out and get it done on Saturday. No, thanks, guys. Appreciate the, the, the invite. Appreciate the, the time here. It's always good to talk about Orlando, everything else with you guys. And it was good there. I was here. I didn't see Argentina score, so that's a positive thing. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And we're back, Dave. And a big thank you, of course, to Ricardo Moreira, who, uh, you know, very graciously came back on the show. We are uh, we're sorry to have pulled you away on a night when Argentina and Brazil are playing. But, uh, you know, you agreed to this interview. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the look, I, I look, we're soccer fans. We get it. And we appreciate you, you know, taking time during the halftime to, uh, to knock that out. So, uh, you know, any, anytime you're welcome back on anytime, preferably when not, uh, in the middle of an Argentina Brazil match. Yeah, I know that's, that's pretty big stuff. So, um, anyway, thanks to Ricardo and, and thanks to Rob Hildreth of the, uh, the Orlando city comms department for helping us set that up. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Dave, uh, what do you say we look? to see if there's anything in the old mailbag box. Well, Michael, as you're well aware, I love the mailbag box. Well, that's good. That's good. That's why we have it. You love it. So we have it. And that's uh, right. We're here to to make you happy because we're not paying you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, I guess that's not nothing. We have to pay you in happiness because we can't actually pay you. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay there's a few ways you can ask us anything here at the mainland podcast and of course if you're new to the show um welcome aboard where you been um yeah we love to have you we love to have you along for the ride uh, you can ask us anything it's it's just like reddit like a reddit ama, AMA. literally anything we will ask we will answer questions about orlando city about soccer about any any topic it doesn't have to be about orlando city or about soccer at all uh, but it can be. And uh, as as uh, depending on the subject, uh, that will probably de- play a pretty big role in whether or not we can answer it with any kind of authority. But uh, we will answer your question. We will give you the best answer we can give you. And the ways you can ask us are as follows. You can email us at mainland at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter and use the hashtag AskTMLPC. Remember to add us. We are at The Mainland on Twitter. Uh, or you could go to TheMainland.com, click on the Mainland podcast page of TheMainland.com and fill out the form on that page, which will then email us for you. That's uh, one of my favorite ways to do it. Not that I ask us questions, but I like it when the listeners do that, but I, you know, I don't discriminate however you want to is fine. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be an AUA though? Not an AMA. It would, but it sounds weird. So it's like an ussy doesn't sound right, even though it's, you know, it's. Well, I respectfully disagree, sir. I think ussy sounds right. That doesn't sound very good. Selfie sounds much, much more normal. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to report to you, Dave, that the only question in our, Gmail this week was from one of our founders for Ricardo Moreira. So there is nothing in the Gmail this week. And I know the wow. Twitters, the Twitters have been light lately. So I'm hoping you have a question in the Twitters. Well, Michael, we're in luck. 
we're we're seemingly in luck. Uh, we do have one in the Twitters, and it is from uh, mainland contributor and good friend of the pod, Ryan Smith. Oh, it's been a while for Ryan. It has. And so what Ryan says is, it's been a while since I asked one of these. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Uh, which Orlando City players are which pizza toppings? And he adds in, and no, pineapple does not belong on pizza. Well, Ryan, you're wrong about the pineapple. Just like you were wrong to put up your Christmas decorations in early November. Uh, Inside baseball there, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yes. Now I will, I will clarify that Ryan's wife is very pregnant. And if she wanted those decorations up, well, by golly, he did the right thing. Even yes. though it's the wrong thing, uh, he still did the right thing by by his uh, his missus. So uh, no no begrudging him that. But uh, come on, man. I mean, let people live. If they want pineapple on their pizza, let them live. Let us live. I like a good ham and pineapple pizza. I, you know, I don't, but I don't have a problem with it. Um, Why do people I, get so bent about this? I don't know. There's there's way more important things to get bent about like uh mayo should not exist that's that's that here that, <laughs> that's when i'm behind pineapple yeah. pizza i don't care mayo mayo can mayo can just if we could take all the mayo and we could shoot it into the sun i think the world would be a better place and ranch dressing can go with it as far as i'm concerned but hey again yeah, yeah. i will let people live i will uh i will by the way i will die on the uh the miracle whip hill i love me some miracle whip it's just fake mayo and it's not any better. We're not going to dive into that. We have a question right. to answer. It's Michael. tangy. It's got a little sweetness to it. I like it. Anyway, uh, let's answer the question. So which pizza toppings, which players for Orlando city are, which pizza toppings? Yes, that is the question. All right. So, well, the beefy Swede's going to be sausage. Robin Janssen is the sausage on top of the pizza. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, just by the beefy Swedish uh, name, Unless he's Swedish meatballs that are chopped up and put on the pizza. Yeah. You don't get that at every pizza restaurant. Do you? You don't always get the meatball option. It's a great option when you get it. Um, I, I, I think that if you, if, if it's that, and if, if they don't have that, then, it, then he takes over the sausage. Correct. That's the correct answer. He is yeah. the meatball. Uh, if they have meatball at that uh, pizza place and if they don't, then he's sausage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, let's see. I would say that, um, uh, Duncan's Duncan's gotta be the, uh, it's gotta be the cheese, right? Is now, do you consider cheese a topping or do you only consider it a topping if it's extra cheese? Okay. Then he's the extra cheese. Okay. Yes. Nice. That, okay. It's nice to have the extra cheese whenever possible. Um, so I'm trying to think, so really one of the staples, one of the things that most people want on their pizza, if they have toppings on their pizza is pepperoni, right? Pepperoni is the, the, it's the, probably if this was family feud, that's number one answer, right? Yeah, absolutely. So who is absolutely necessary? You got to have them on the field. Uh, this one's a, this was a question that I, I, I kind of, um, or kind of the, the, the direction I'm going here with this. I think, I think that's Cesar Araujo. 
Okay. All right. I think he's got to be out there. I mean, it's, it doesn't look as good when he's not out there. All right. So I will, uh, I will up that a little bit and I'll say that, you know how they've got like different types of pepperoni. So you like, you got the, the flat circles, but then you got like the chopped up pepperoni, you know, on the pepperoni lovers. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he and Wilder are the two types of pepperoni. Okay. That you need on the field. So is that like a shakaroni? Uh, all right. Well, that works. Uh, is there a mushroom on the, uh, on the Orlando city squad? Well, I don't get mushroom on my pizza, so I don't even know. I think Uh, mushrooms are disgusting. Yeah. I, I, I I like all the guys too much to have them be the mushroom. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, let's, 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 let's pick something else. Um, uh, the, um, now is Galese the anchovy. That's about the closest thing you're going to get to an octopus on a pizza. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, and they're, they're, as long as there are eight pieces of anchovy on it. Okay. One on each slice. That works. Yeah. I also um, don't get anchovy on my pizza. No, I, I don't either. Um, what about, uh, peppers? I like, a, I like a banana pepper. Okay. Are you talking about a green pepper or a banana pepper or a jalapeno pepper? Uh, if you got a player that goes along with any of them, your choice. All right. Well, um, so, okay. I would say that banana peppers are, they're not terribly hot, but they're a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, so who does that describe on the team? If you think a little bit spicy, but not terribly hot. Um, maybe Rodrigo Schlegel. Maybe I was kind of thinking it was Ivan Angulo. He doesn't ever quite get hot. Okay. But he sometimes gets a little, little spicy. Sometimes he adds a little kick to things. Yeah. <laughs> nice choice of words there. Um, I, I mean, we could, you know, for, for Rodri, we could go with the jalapeno cause he does get hot. Although, as I mentioned on one of the recent podcasts, I, I noticed that he's getting better about, uh, being, um, uh, sneaky with his, uh, talking and putting his hands behind him. So he doesn't get, doesn't get any, he's not throwing hands. He's not getting in trouble. So I guess he's like, he's like the pepper that you, you, you taste it and then it doesn't hit right away and then boom. Well, the other thing too, that works about that is that sometimes jalapenos aren't very hot and sometimes they're really hot. So you never know what you're quite going to get. It's a little chaotic and and that, that chaos is that suits Rodri to a T. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Felipe is onions. <laughs> onions. Okay. Yes. I'm he's listening. The, he's <laughs> the, uh, you know, not, not everybody likes them. Um, they, they, sometimes they'll make you cry. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not for everybody, but, um, if you like them and they're on your pizza, it's okay. Okay. I think we've taken this way far enough, (laughs) way too far. This is one of those questions that we probably shouldn't have the answer, but, but here we are, Ryan again. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, I was trying to think of, you know, who's, who's the pineapple on the team. Not everybody 
not everybody gets him and um and maybe does not everybody wants him there but um for those that enjoy what he does well then then he brings them enjoyment so who who does that describe it's kyle there you go <laughs> kyle's a pineapple kyle smith is your pineapple <laughs> i like it it's good stuff yeah all right is that our only question in the twitter that is our only question in the twitter all right well that's it for this week's mailbag box short and sweet even though it was a, a longer answer uh to a, a you know a very serious question kind of like uh, pineapples on pizza yeah pineapple on pizza is fine i i'm I don't think it always works. I think that certain combinations of it work. I think it works great with ham because you got that saltiness. Um, some people like to have it with something spicy. Yeah, because yeah, you know, got the uh, the spicy and sweet. Yeah, they like, they like to meld meld those two uh, sensations together. Uh, but anyway, if you want to get your question in for next week, please do so. Uh, we will also be having one show next week, folks. So just to let you know now. So get your question in for next week or questions. You don't have to just send one. Many people have sent multiple questions. Uh, you can email us at themainland at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at the mainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC, or you can go to themainland.com, click on the mainland podcast page and fill out the form. All those ways will work. We also ask that, hey, if you've got five seconds to spare, uh, if you would rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, that would be phenomenal. It would help us be seen by more people. And uh, if you happen to do that on Apple Podcasts, we will find your five-star rating review and we will read it on the show. So uh, that's something that we would love for you to do. It's been a minute since we've had a, a five-star rating and review. I think we've had some five-star ratings without reviews recently. <laughs> But uh, we need to get some more reviews. So if you could do that, that'd be that'd be a great holiday treat for Dave and myself. We would be very thankful. That's true. And uh, this is definitely the week for that. Absolutely. Any big plans, Dave? You going out of town for the Thanksgiving? Oh, not in my job. Um, <laughs> no, we will be uh, we will be hosting. We'll have a if. Um, None of the kids will be there, either the grown ones or the young ones, just because of how things are working out this year. But we have some friends coming over, so it'll be a Friendsgiving. It'll be a Friendsgiving type of thing. And more importantly, it's going to be a very nice 62-ish for the high up mm. here in Tallahassee, which means I will be spending the majority of my time out on my deck with my solo stove going, absolutely loving life. That sounds like a great plan. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a great plan. All right. Uh Dave, the Columbus crew are coming to Orlando to play Orlando City. Yep. This is what they uh this is what they call a playoff game. It is. And the winner of this playoff game goes to the Eastern Conference final. That's pretty special. And they will either play Cincinnati or Philadelphia. So uh that's the other semifinal, by the way, if you didn't know. Uh, so how does Orlando city get to that game? If it's Cincinnati, they would go there. If it's Philly, they would host, but the lions first have to get past the crew. Oh, by the way, the highest scoring team in MLS this year, a team that has, uh, put multiple goals on the board in each meeting against Orlando city this year. Although the lions did manage to go. One win, no losses, one draw in the season series. Yes, they did. And uh, they did it 
the hard way uh, because this is Orlando City and that's what happens. Uh, they they had to come from behind multiple goals both times. Uh, we talked about it last week's show a little bit. Uh, Urchon Kara and Duncan McGuire scoring in the second half in Columbus to erase a 2-0 deficit and lead the Lions back to a 2-2 draw with McGuire scoring in the 92nd minute uh, to uh, steal some points out of Columbus. And uh, that was way back in uh, May 13th. It was May 13th of 23. And then not too long ago, Columbus came to Orlando in September. That was on the 16th. And again, the crew struck first. Again, the crew took a two-goal lead, this time in the second half, and took a 3-1 lead. Then Facundo Torres scored, and then Ramiro Enrique scored, and then Ramiro Enrique scored again in the 97th minute this time to steal all three points from the crew. And 1-0-1 is your season series. Obviously, before we even get into our key matchups and predictions, it's not a good look to give up two or three goals if you want to win a playoff game. No, it's it's not. Um, you know, but um, uh, Columbus, to be fair, has also given up multiple goals to Orlando City. True, true. It would be nice if they would give them up first. <laughs> you, you know what? As long as the result's right, I don't care. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, this is a team that uh, is is very dangerous. They went from having Lucas Zellerayan and Cucho Hernandez to having Diego Rossi and Cucho Hernandez. So yeah, no no real drop off there. Um, I think Rossi has six goal contributions in ten games in the regular season, uh, and uh, he's always a dangerous player. Can score or set up a goal. And same with Cucho. Cucho is a uh, Double digits assists and double digit goals, so lots of goal contributions. So the uh, this is a team though that's not just a couple of guys. They are very deep, very complete team. You got a very good um, defensive midfielder in Darlington Nagby. You got uh, uh, Aiden Morris. You got uh, uh, Christian Ramirez uh, as a backup striker. I mean, this team's got talent all across the board, and they play. Uh, very good attacking soccer. They do. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, just big names across the board. Um, they're, they like to get forward. They like to score goals. Um, you, as you said, you know, 60, I think it was 67 goals in the regular season. Uh, most in at least East and maybe they all of MLS. I mean, that's, that's a lot of scoring. Um, to, you know, give you an idea, uh, Orlando city scored 55 goals in the season. So 12 fewer, um, now Orlando city also allowed fewer goals, uh, but even, you know, at 39, but Columbus only allowed 46. So goal differential, um, better for Columbus than it was for Orlando city. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you see as the key matchup of this game where do you where do you see this game being won or lost this is a a obviously they've they have had some issues leaking goals but they've scored a bunch of goals so do you think it's more important that orlando city scores goals or prevents goals because the the lions dave have never scored more than one goal in a postseason mls game 
No, uh, they haven't, but they also, you know, previously had never won away, uh, you know, postseason, you know, match. So, you know, things can happen. Um, I think it's, you're right. That is, that is the, the, you know, this side of the coin or that side of the coin question. I'm going to go with, it's more important to score goals because I feel like Columbus is going to score goals. Um, it's very hard to keep them from scoring goals as their record, their goals scored, and the, even their most recent results shows. So Orlando city has a decent defense. They may be able to limit them, but Columbus is going to score some goals. So it's going to be on the lines to score enough goals to get, uh, to get the win, um, or at the very least, uh, get through and, and, and get the kicks. So, um, yeah, score, score, score. As, as always, I don't care who does it. Duncan, cool. Facundo, cool. Mauricio pulls one out of thin air for the, you know, the second time this year. Awesome. Uh, Robin comes up and, you know, runs the entire length of the field and accidentally smacks it in. Excellent. I don't care to score the goals. Why not all of them? Porque no los todos. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, okay. Well, I think I'm going to go a little bit different on my key matchup. For me, the key matchup is Orlando city versus the first half of a game. <laughs> okay. Um, we've seen far too often. This team really just kind of takes a while to get into things that doesn't really create a whole lot in the first half. Obviously they got the, the sixth minute goal at Nashville and that stood up. Uh, they got a first half goal against Nashville at home, but not until the 41st minute. And then you go back and you go, okay, uh, at Toronto, didn't score till the second half, two goals in the second half. Um, you know, that's that's kind of been, it hasn't been a big problem in the last month, but it's been a, a, an ongoing issue throughout the season. And, um, you know, like you can go back even further, like New England game, they had, uh, they scored uh, three goals by the 45th minute. They scored in the 44th minute. The game before that, that was also at Nashville. Uh, and then, um, you know, the Montreal game, it got an, an early own goal, which was good, but then everything else in the second half. And then you go back a little bit further than that, and it's it's second half, uh, got shot out at New York City. Um, all four goals in the second half against Columbus, nothing in the first half. Uh, Torres not scoring till the 44th at Cincinnati. Uh, second half goal only at Charlotte for uh, Ojeda, uh, 48th minute and 91st minute against St. Louis, and 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 on and on. The, the further back you go, it's, it's it seems like more of that. So I think that this team needs to get off to a better start. And um, obviously they got off to a good start against Nashville, but and Nashville's a little bit of a different team because Nashville's hard to break down no matter if you get the first goal or not. Columbus is a little bit different. If you can get the lead on Columbus you may find spaces in behind them and be able to go ahead and, and I would say put them away because as dangerous as they are, they can always, you know, play goal for goal with you. But I think I would rather see Orlando city playing from ahead. Yeah. I mean, you, if you get that first goal, then as you mentioned, space will slowly open up. You can, you can try and pile it on. Um, they're going to need that killer instinct to do so. Um, They've often, the other thing they've had trouble with is, you know, putting teams away. Um, they're excellent at managing a one nil lead or a two, one lead. I mean, they're they, the one goal lead. They manage that as well as anybody in MLS, but 
But wouldn't it be nice if they didn't have to? It would be. It would be nice. So, Dave, do you have a score prediction for uh, Saturday at Exploria Stadium? I do. So, as you mentioned, the first match was a 2-2 draw against Columbus, and then there was the uh, one of the, honestly, best matches of the season, the 4-3 win at Exploria. I'm going to split the difference, and I'm going to say a 3-2 win. Uh, Orlando finds enough goals to get it done. All right. I am going to put my trust in the Orlando city defense to finally have a good outing against the crew. Uh, which I think is not necessarily, um, a good defensive night against the crew is not necessarily a great defensive night against anybody else. So I'm going to say a two, two draw advance on penalties. All right, so good news here. Um, for the third time in the playoffs, Michael has picked a draw um, winning on penalties, and I have predicted a win. Um, <laughs> and if you think about that, that's that's absolutely true. So, and uh, hopefully the it will continue along the way it has, in which I was right and Michael was wrong, and I was right in the you know in the good way. So. Yeah, I, I just keep I keep thinking about this team and and the way that it, it never does things the easy way, and every meaningful deep run this team has ever had in anything has involved some kind of penalty shootout. Listen, man, you keep picking like you're picking because it's working. All right, well, I'm just I'm just being honest. That's what that's what I that's what I sense coming. So I'm. I, again, it's it's just a feeling. It could be okay. wrong. It's been so, wrong before. I've also had some nights when I've been right before. Okay, so just so everybody knows, the last five matches going back into the regular season, Michael has picked a draw. And Is that right? Yes. Wow. From from Nashville on, so Nashville, New England, Toronto, and then both Nashville games again. You picked a draw. And every single one of those has been a win. I didn't even know that. That's amazing. That's why I keep the spreadsheet. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you keep it so you can keep track, which is good. I yeah. I had no idea that I had picked that many draws in a row. That's pretty pretty insane. It is. I don't know so if I that means I going. should change it or not. <laughs> All right. Well, too late. Anyway, whatever happens, we'll come back and talk about it next week, Dave. Yes, we will. And uh, that's just that's just what we do. So uh, we'll be back next week to break down the uh, game against the crew. Hopefully it's a win. If it is, we'll get you ready for the next game. And if it's not, well, we'll be sad. Yes, we will. But uh, this is this has been a very interesting and exciting season thus far. Hopefully it'll keep going. And, you know, we've seen things that we haven't, haven't seen before. Obviously, a second place finish in the league and, you know, a playoff series win that's never happened before, obviously, because it haven't away had that. Win. Uh, away playoff win, yeah. Uh, beating their one of their real bugabear, uh, bugaboo teams in, in Nashville, too. So, yeah, it would be great to keep it going. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. I know that the, the team's going to be giving it its all, and and I like the I like the chemistry and the makeup of this team, the mentality of this team. But again, you know, anything can happen when you kick a soccer ball. So 
just to get this far is, is pretty, pretty nice. And, uh, you know, may it continue. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, Dave, before we get out of here, let's remind folks that they can follow you on Twitter at mainland Dave. They can follow me at mainland Michael, and they can follow the mainland at the mainland. Always spell main M A N E like Alliance main, please. We beg you because that's the only way to find us. We don't spell yeah. it any other way. Yeah. You can read our stuff at the mainland.com. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast and share it with your friends and re- leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. We will be back next week. I think that's it. Did I miss anything, Dave? Uh, the only thing I'll add, Michael, since uh, we are in Thanksgiving week and and no matter how you feel about uh, this particular holiday, I, I look at it as simply giving thanks to you know uh, the people you care about. Um, obviously that includes, you know, family, friends. Um, and for me, it also includes everybody at the mainland, all our listeners and all our readers. We are thankful that you provide us the opportunity to do what we do. And we are thankful that hopefully we're, you're getting, you're getting some value out of it. And we, we look forward to this. So thank you again. Yeah, that is, uh, that's, that's well said. Thank you, uh, everybody who listens. Thank you. Anybody who reads our stuff to me We, uh, we do have to give you thanks. We have to give, we, we have a lot to be thankful for. We, we have to, our, our founders who helped us pivot to an independent website an independent podcast. Uh, we have our subscribers, our, our buy me a coffee subscribers who, uh, help, you know, fund what we do and they get a little extra value. We, we owe you guys a watch party. We know it's been a, a chaotic like month and a half for the the staff. It's hard to get everybody together, but we are still working on that. Uh, we did have a nice one earlier in the season, uh, rewatching the win over Miami. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will, we will be watching the Ted Lasso finale with our, uh, with, with our members. So uh, if you, you could still get in on that and uh, future watch parties and, you know, perhaps some prize giveaways and things like that. So uh, what we need you to do, Let's go to buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland and uh, check out our three levels of support, uh, homegrown player, TAM player, and designated player, and see if any of those choices are right for you. But thank you to our, our founders. Thank you to our subscribers. Thank you to everybody who listens and reads our stuff. And with that, we will wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Everybody be safe on this holiday weekend. There are going to be a lot of people out on the road. There always are. Uh, Be smart, be patient, and um, don't drive aggressive or angry. No, definitely not. And we will see you next week. The only thing left for me to do is on behalf of my co-host, David Rowe, say what I always say at the end, which is to say, go city.